Keeping for now, I appreciate it. <laughs> keep keep, keep it nice and warm, but I don't like cold money. <laughs> Whatever. You know what? Just since you said that, since you said that, I got yes, something sir. for you. I got okay. something for you. Now, you for I, yeah, I, I dig it, but I dig it better when I have this plan. If you don't know what this is, Pharrell Williams created this track. Along with a man named Ludacris. Oh, yeah, I know that. You know I got it. If you want to come get it. Hey, hey, hey. Mr. Taylor's going to be paying me. Yes, he is. But anyway, that's not why we're here. We're here to discuss week five in the NFL. Along with some interesting trades. Uh, I kind of jumped in on Thursday's show with uh, JT, Black, and Jeff, and I had to get off because uh, I'm calling from a... Really? Really? Okay, see, see, you you opened up the door. You opened up the door. It was getting too too hot and heavy because you couldn't handle the the big boy conversation. Really? (laughs) Wait till I put some money back on my phone. (laughs) We'll see. Matter okay. of fact, here's what you need to do. You need to email what I need me. To know. You know, at the studio or when you create the show, it says you can invite a guest co-host. That way okay. I can use my microphone. Next time, send me an invite. I'll plug in my microphone and I'll take care of business. And, you know, I, I, I dominated the show anyway for the short time well, I was you on. Know, well, you know, you know, I'm surprised that your kids and your wife can sit, stay in the same residence with you. <laughs> because your, your head is so big. Come on, man. Well, it has so much knowledge. So much knowledge. Oh, boy. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. Okay. Let's okay. move on. I, 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 you know, I, I, I can believe. You know how they do um, on, on the stage when a singer is singing, they have a little um, um, earbud <laughs> to give, to give yes. them info? I, I think that once you get on the air, your 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 uh, other half is probably feeding you information uh, in the earbud. Oh no! Tell, 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 no, no telling no. you what to say because I, um, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna nickname you Puppet. Oh, really? We're not gonna talk about how your mom was on this show a couple years ago. My mom ago. was never on this Give show. You. Yeah, she was. My mother she was, was my mother my mother was never ever on this okay. show. She was ever. never a guest. She was never a guest, ever. but she was in the background. She was in the background giving you tips for baseball. <laughs> yeah. She was over yeah, you know what I'm at one, at one, uh, no, one time she was here. She oh, was first she wasn't on the my, show though. Uh, no, no, she was mm-hmm. she wasn't see, I'm trying to explain it. See you try to walk over my words so you you're trying to be right. <laughs> but I she was over here visiting my wife and visiting my sister, who happens to live with me, my wife too. So um, it was a family visit that my wife, that my, excuse me, not my wife, my, my mother uh, was at the time. Uh, so she may have been saying a um, or talking, and you overheard her, but she wasn't talking to me. She was talking to the other ladies in the house. But yeah, talking about baseball, no, no, no. We were we were discussing baseball at the time, and then okay. and your mom had made some comments, and I was like, "Oh, that's great!" And then you're like, "Yeah, I need to do that, mom." And you're talking about drafting, so um, I know please, your mom was please, helping you. Stop. But anyway, stop. My, let's my mother is uh, damn near ninety years old, and was in the eighties. Yeah, wait a minute, and was in the eighties. When when uh, you overheard her in, in, in the conversation that was being held in the room uh, adjacent to where I was at, and you just naturally assumed because we were talking baseball all the time that she was talking baseball, she could care less. No, no, care I, less. I recall. I, I, you know what? I need to pull. I need to pull the audio of you. Yeah, okay. And you know, I, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to pull the audio. But I anyway. want you to. I want you to, man. <laughs> Just prove that you that you that you're going to be wrong again. If I, but I mean, whatever. it is what it is. It is what it whatever. is, young man, youngster, youngster. <laughs> anyway, you know what? Here, what's here's up, what happens. What's up? Here's what's what happens when you when you mess with the bull. You get the horns. You play to win the game. I always do. I always do. No, no, I play to win the game. You on the you other feel, hand, you, you, just you only feel we got three leagues that we're in. You only feeling yourself in one league, uh, and after, uh, after this week, after this week, you're gonna say, "Oh, here he comes! Here he comes! He, he gave me a three game lead, and he's, gonna, and he's gonna close the gap." And you're gonna say, "What the heck happened? How did everybody let that happen?" It's no, coming. No, 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 no. It's no, no, coming. No, no, no. Never humble, always talking. Remember that name. Okay, first of all, in two of those leagues, I'm leading. Uh, in the ESPN, I'm number one. In Yahoo, I'm number one. You, on the other hand, where are you? Okay, thank you very much. Now, only one you're beating me in is is uh, Black's League, and I I admittedly had no, a not, terrible drive. No, yeah. you're wrong. We're in, we're in four leagues together. You just said one in three. Yahoo. I'm sorry, I, I I misspoke. We're in four leagues together, as usual. I, I, we're in four leagues. To, yeah, well, I, I do that at times. So do you. <laughs> uh, we're in four, le- four <laughs> we're in four leagues together, and needless to say, um, I'm three and one in in one league, four and zero oh in the other league, and one and three in one league, and three and one in the other. So, like I said, never humble, always talking. 
is the one I'm doing the worst in, and I'm coming for you. That's all I can tell you. That's all I can say. I'm coming that's, for that, you. That's fine. That's fine. I'm I'm glad you're always talking so I can shut you up. Yes. But ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's time to get paid in the way of knowledge that we can give you. I think JT okay. has had sufficient time to get information from his mom. So let's talk about NFL football. <laughs> You're a funny yes. guy. You are a funny guy. Well, speaking of being funny, speaking of being yes. funny, uh, oh, okay, I was – what? I was no, no. thoroughly – I was thoroughly um, surprised, and I'm going to say surprised, at the results of last week's NFL games. Um, in in particular, the Washington Redskins versus mm-hmm. Philadelphia Eagles. Now, NFC East. Uh, yes. Wait till the they play East. the AFC East. Wait till they play the AFC East again. <laughs> Shut it up. But anyway, <laughs> this week. Okay. Well, last week. Let me let me start where off where mm-hmm. I was going before I was rudely interrupted. I'm uh, sorry about that. It was okay. The Eagles did something that they shouldn't have done. And I made a post a couple of weeks ago um, saying what type of quarterback Kirk Cousins was. At the Mm -hmm. end of that game, Redskins-Eagles game, Eagles Mm -hmm. went to a zone defense. Okay? So from the beginning, they were playing a little bit of zone, and they were allowing the Redskins to run the rock a little bit. And uh, then they tightened up. After going down, I believe ten or seventeen to nothing, um, that's when uh, Philly started throwing the ball all over the place, and they took the lead. Well, the last drive of the game, Philly decides to play zone. Kirk Cousins can sit back in the pocket and and beat a zone. He cannot beat man to man coverage okay. when you're blitzing him. And that's what Philly stopped doing. Wow. Therefore, really? he drove, yes. And he drove them down the field. And he threw, actually, on that touchdown pass to Pierre Garçon, he threw to the wrong guy. He threw to the wrong guy. If you look at the play, the player, Pierre Garçon was the clear out guy. The receiver behind Pierre, I believe was number 89, uh, I'm not sure if that was a tight end or not, but he was actually the open target. But, you know, he threw it to Pierre. Pierre caught it and scored a touchdown. They win the game. This week is not going to be that easy. Although Atlanta has a very poor secondary, their front four is better, and you can you can check the stats or whatever it is you want to, you know, for pressure, uh, if you want on this one. Atlanta's front four mm-hmm. is better than Philadelphia's front four. Even though Philadelphia has some beast up front, for whatever reason, they're not performing this year. But Atlanta comes to the to the party at home 4-0. Yep. If they play man-to-man, most of the game and can stop the run. Because if you notice the Redskins have stopped running. Why? I don't know. They, you know, Chris Thomas comes in now. He looks like he's going to be the change of pace back 
catching the ball out the backfield, getting more touches. Alfred Morris is like getting demoted. I don't know what's going on there. Uh, Matt Jones is a is a beast, but he's having fumble problems. So, you know, he's in and out of the lineup. Uh, Jay Gruden, I don't know if he's trying to find the chemistry that he needs to have, the winning formula on offense, or if this is part of his scheme to keep pulling people in and out and not letting them get a rhythm. Alfred Morris is, is a guy that needs the ball at least 15 to 20 times to get, you know, the engines going and to beat up a defense. You know, you give him the ball 15 times total in a game, and it's not going to be a good thing. Um, same thing for Matt Jones. Matt Jones is a lateral runner. He'll run laterally, but when he turns his shoulders up uh, the field, it's, you know, lights out, very much like Alfred Morris. So I say to you, JT, in this mm-hmm. game, Washington at Atlanta, it has upset written over it, all over it, but I don't think that's going to happen. I think Atlanta's going to hold pace because Leonard Hankerson and Julio Jones are going to uh, just run rampant. Leonard Hankerson gets to play the team that cut him, okay? And not to mention Roddy White made some noise in the news. He says, I'm not just a blocking wide receiver. Roddy White has been pretty much silenced uh, the past three weeks by Leonard Hankerson um, getting more snaps, getting more touches. So I don't know what's going to happen, but I do believe that the Redskins have a chance to upset them if they run the ball. And not to mention Devontae Freeman, I love the guy, but the Redskins, I believe, are number one versus the run. Uh, so he's going to be splitting time with, with Coleman, who's coming back. Uh, I think that's a mistake. I think you need to keep riding Devontae Freeman, but we'll see what happens there. But the secondary of the Redskins are going to give up at least 350 yards receiving in this game. And uh, it's going to be a long game for Washington. I'm picking Atlanta to go 5-0. and JT. Uh, to me, this is a no-brainer. Um, if the Washington Redskins don't go back to what they've been doing the best – in the NFL is running the football uh, and trying to play um, keep away more or less from the Atlanta Falcons explosive offense, then you're right. It's going to be a long day for the uh, Washington Redskins. Um, They have to get back to what they've been doing best, running the football and and, and ball control uh, and then try to play uh, enough defense to, uh, to slow down the offense. Roddy White, to me, with the exception of what happened on Thursday night, is uh, falling along the way of Andre Johnson. I said it before, and I'll say it again. These guys are going to have their days. Uh, Andre Johnson had his day on Thursday. Um, I don't know how much that carries on uh, going forward. I don't think it's going to do much. They got a younger and, and, and more, uh, much better wide receiver, in my opinion, and Dante Moncrief. He had to take a back seat to Andre going back to his old digs. Um, I think Roddy White has time, his time has come and is uh, passed. Now, 
you're right. They did say uh, he did say that he wanted the football and, and more, or he needed to get more touches. Whatever. You have to see it like this. Um, what type of player, when your team is four and zero, mouth off like that? Are you worried about getting touches, or you were you worry about your team winning? Um, well, JT, on that, yeah. I, he has he has incentives in his contract that he signed, and if he's not getting the ball, he will not hit those incentives. Well, that's so, so okay, okay, and and uh-huh. and you know he's he's what thirty four, so this is his last contract, so to speak. Right. Well, well, let me probably, let me, tell you, let me tell, yeah, I understand what you're saying, but let me put it this way. Um. Have how 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 many times? In fact, all players, in in my opinion, all players have incentives in their contract, not just Roddy White. Um, that's just the nature of the beast. They have certain um, uh, milestones for for whatever, uh, for lack of a better word, that they have to um, meet to give me the green for that milestone. Um, and if he doesn't, then he, quite naturally he he doesn't get that. Okay. Um, you got to perform better. They must see something in the offense that Kyle Shanahan must be see something in in the offense in practice or whatever that says they have a better uh, uh, succession rate with Leonard Hankerson versus Roddy White, even though Roddy White's still on the field. Now, like I said, his time is probably going to come, but it's not going to come as uh, most people who have Roddy White on their roster think it's going to come. He may have a breakout game every now and then, but it's not going to be on a weekly basis like it's been going on with uh, Leonard Hankerson. So, um, father time stops for no one and is undefeated. Undefeated. And uh, I, I put uh, Roddy White in the same category as uh, Andre Johnson. Older wide receivers slow down a step or two. Um, can have a, a, a certain time in, in a, a day in the sun, but it doesn't happen as often as most people want or they want. And I like Atlanta in this, and I don't think it's going to be close. Well, before we move on, I'm going to tell you that Leonard Hankerson was there with Kyle Shanahan, and Kyle really liked Leonard Hankerson in uh, in D.C. In fact, mm-hmm. he was supposed he's the reason why Santana Moss got demoted to like the third or fourth string wide receiver uh, uh-huh. last year or so. And uh, he just could not catch the ball. Much like Roddy White was when Michael Vick was the quarterback. You know, he had the dropsies. And uh-huh. I guess now that he has Matt Ryan, just like Roddy White, <laughs> you know, he's learning to catch the ball and run his routes better. Um, I'm not saying the skins gave up on the guy too early, uh, but I am saying – that he is one of those players that can be dynamic. He led, He's the all-time leader in receptions and touchdowns at the University of Miami. That means he's better than Andre Johnson, Michael Irvin, uh, mm-hmm. Perryman, and all those other guys. So, right. you know, he has talent. It's just they needed to find a way to pull it out of him, and I think uh, Atlanta's offense fits him perfectly. And Matt Ryan puts the right amount of touch on the ball that it doesn't, you know, blister his hands so much. That that, that that's one of the. You must have been reading my mind because I was I was just about to say something like that. He must throw a, a a soft ball or a decent ball that's very catchable for a wide receiver, and that's why I think 
just like you um, um, talked about, Leonard Hankinson is um, flourishing. So, um, you know, and I just I, I just traded away Leonard Hankinson and, and, and another wide receiver and a running back to get uh, um, my dreaded. Um, and I, and I it, it was I tried it. Let me put it this way: I tried it. And I was saying to myself, you know, this guy's my um, number one my, running back overall. No, no, he's not. Well, he he's my. Yes, he was. Well, let me put it this way: he's my unlucky piece. Let me put it that way. I'm talking about a- a- AP. Every time I've had AP, I've had bad luck with him, and I just took a shot. It was a BS, really a BS. Uh, um, uh, not to get off track, but it was a BS. Um, trade offer I put out there just to see just to feel the guy out and uh and I, and I followed it up with an email a, a salesman type email and it seemed like it worked from what I uh with with um saying in that email um and text him so I was like I, I hit him from three sides with the with the, with, with the uh, trade uh a text and an email saying the same thing about the um on both both of them and uh with uh, a little hesitancy, he gave me AP. I gave up Latavius Murray. I gave up Rashad Matthews, and I gave up Leonard Hankerson. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, as you can hear, Jerry gives BS trade offers. So I don't ever want to hear Jerry complain no, no. about the trades that I do. Well, no, so no, 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 no. You heard him say well, it. You heard well, him let me put say it. it. Well, let me put it this way: I, when I say BS, it wasn't a BS trade off trade offer. It was BS because I just threw it out there, thinking this, this is never going to fly. The guy's going to turn me down. I, and I, I followed up with a couple of emails and a text. And uh, lo and behold, who was it? I, it was one, one one of the guys not not in any of the leagues we're in. It was in my one of my ne- one of my nephew's leagues. Uh, oh, okay. And uh, and. Uh, I didn't think he was going to give up AP. He was his best running back on the team. And, uh, but I saw what he needed. He needed some wide receivers, and he needed a decent running back in return. So I gave him Murray, and then I followed it up with uh, Rashard Matthews, uh, and, and, uh, who I really hated to get up because uh, I think he – and Leonard Hankerson, both of those guys I think are going to have decent years. But uh, I wanted AP. Um, I had – the reason, and this is the reason why I did it. And, and, and I probably – expound on this uh, tomorrow. Um, you got to look at your bye weeks. I had three running backs that I really liked that I really have on my team. Eddie, uh, Eddie Lacy, whose bye week is week seven. Todd Gurley, whose bye week is week six. And also Latavius Murray, whose bye week is uh, um, week six. So come next week, I was not going to be uh, – have two, uh, two, two of the three running backs – uh, to put in my lineup. I saw AP, he's on a buy. I thought this is a prime time to pick him up because he's on a buy, and, and the guy who has him doesn't have any really liable or viable, I should say, running backs. Let me throw throw this trade out there and see what happens. Now, it wasn't a BS trade for the quality of players that were getting, getting exchanged, but I threw it out there thinking this is BS. This guy's never going to go for it because it's AP, and he's not going to give him up. That's why I said it was a BS trade, not because of the quality of the players that were involved. Okay. But I wound up getting a- AP, and I had a, I had a um, 
a, a plan on, on picking up uh, a wide receiver, uh, which I did pick him up on the, off the waiver wire. Um, and I, and I, uh, uh, I think I, I think I made out, I'll pick up Willie Sneed off the, uh, off the waiver wire that, uh, with the New Orleans Saints, who happens to be probably the number one wide receiver now, uh, not Brandon Cooks in New Orleans. So. Yeah. Brandon Cooks is returning kicks right now, but, mm-hmm. um, let's move on to the next game because, uh, okay. one game we're going to talk about, about a trade. No, that's all right. It's all right. We, uh, one of the games I want to talk about that I made a trade in, uh, okay. but we're not there yet. Let's okay. talk about Cleveland at Baltimore. Now, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, this game is a I really don't care type game. Um, but, but if Very you're in fan, if you're in FanDuel or or DraftKings, both of which sponsor our shows, to let you mm-hmm. know, they do. Um. This is a game that I would play a lot of the Ravens, uh, mainly just, I mean, Justin Forsett and probably the Ravens defense. Um, one, Cleveland is okay, but Travis Benjamin is their only viable option on offense. He makes things happen when he gets the ball in his hands, regardless of the quarterback. He's more explosive with Johnny Menzel, but Josh McCown likes throwing it to him as well. Baltimore secondary is not that great, but um, they're not going to let one man beat them. Um, Now, Steve Smith Sr. doesn't look like he's going to play, so that translates to me an entire day of Justin Forsett and Allen because – there's not much there in Baltimore wide receiver-wise. Um, now, it's at home. So, I'm looking for a, you know, an old-school AFC North match. Run the yep. rock, run the rock, run the rock. Yep. That's yep. what both teams are going to do. And I, I honestly believe if you're going to play FanDuel or DraftKings, despite the insider trading allegations that's going on right now, uh Justin Forsett is the is the person that you're gonna want to uh pick up and, and use. He's very cheap on both sites, by the way. Um so him, Travis Benjamin, and uh it was somebody else I wanted to play, the uh tight end for Baltimore. I forgot his name. Uh, Gary, not Dennis Pitta. Huh? Gary Gary Bainbridge or something like that? I thought it was a Max Max Hill or something. Oh, Either way, wait a minute. Are you talking about on Baltimore? Yes. Well, they 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 split they split that um, Max Williams and I and I forget the other guy, but they they split uh, snaps on that. Crockett Gilmore is not he's out. So they they uh, the last game they played they split. Um, if you had them all together, they they would have got a eight, seven or eight points, but uh, um, uh, um. Max Williams splits with another one. I forget who the, um, who the uh, other tight other, uh, other tight but, is. But but my point is, with Steve Smith gone, mm-hmm. they're going to get tons of targets uh, in the passing game. So we'll see what Cleveland does. I don't know, but I, I'm going to pick Baltimore to uh, you know win this game. I think they're going to hold you know, home court or whatever you want to say. 
and uh, defeat Cleveland, mainly because Cleveland doesn't have an identity on offense. They just don't. And it's going to be tough to have a winning record with a quarterback that you don't know you have identity with or a offense that has no identity. We know they're a, a, a defensive-based team, but what are they going to do? In all, are they going to run the rock or are they going to pass the rock? What is their calling card? They're going to have to run. They're going to have to run. But Travis Benjamin will get his. Your thoughts, yep. JT? Uh, this is a very difficult game for me. I, I know it's in Baltimore, and but it's Cleveland and Baltimore who really have a real good, big rivalry because, quite naturally, the Baltimore team used to be the Cleveland team, um, and 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 uh, they have a twofold rivalry. Um, one team being the team that left, and the other the one one reason the team that left. Uh, and the other reason is because they're in the same division fighting fighting for um, uh, spots, um, top spots in the division. I really don't like the Baltimore offense at all. Um, they lost the, – the passing offense is, is really null and void. Um, they're basically a running team, in my opinion. I really don't like Joe Flacco. I'm not, not the biggest Joe Flacco fan at all. Um, you never know what you're going to get. He's a Florence Gump, Gump type. You never know what you're going to get from Joe Flacco. But on the other hand, you got Cleveland, and one of the one of the quarterbacks that I is a career backup in Josh McGowan. Even though he's been playing well, I still don't like him. Um, they're going to run the football uh, with limited pass. Um, uh, wide receiver option, just like Baltimore. So, like you said, play defense or run the football. Uh, this game is probably going to be done in record time because of the fact they're going to play ball control and the clock's going to keep on ticking as as they run the football. The only reason I'm picking Baltimore, of course, is in Baltimore. That's the only reason. If it was in Cleveland, I would be picking Cleveland because that's I think that's how fragile um, the Baltimore um, Ravens. Um, is that uh, if they played it in Cleveland, I think Cleveland would win. But they're playing in Baltimore this week. Um, that's why I'm taking the Baltimore Ravens. I mean, I, I have very similar rationale, but a little more in depth. But let's go to a, a game that's actually going to probably be more entertaining. Um, what you say that was, since, you say that was a shallow analysis? Is that what you're telling me? I didn't say that at all. You said that. <laughs> Oh, oh, I didn't so, say that. <laughs> okay. No problem. I didn't say that. I didn't say okay. that. But let's I, move I, on. I can, give you, I can give you the statistic that the, the uh, uh, Cleveland Browns um, um, give up over 18 points, damn near 19 points to uh, fantasy running backs. So um, play play the, uh, like I said, Justin Forsett, because I think he's going to have a good day. I think Cleveland's got one of the worst, if not the worst, um, uh, run defense. I just gave you the statistic on how the uh, how many points fantasy points they give up. So, um, Justin Forsett for those Justin Forsett owners who had a good week last week and then were searching for the first three weeks, um, he should have another good week. I said that earlier, but okay, let's move on. Seattle goes to Cincinnati. You know what? 
I got, I got, I got a word for you, but I can't say it on the air. <laughs> I know, I know. All right, so Seattle goes to Cleveland. I mean, excuse me, Seattle goes to Cincinnati. Oh, you um, must, Cincinnati. you misspoke. You misspoke. I, oh. I did, but I quickly corrected myself. Okay. Now, the thing is, Seattle. They got Cam Chancellor back. They were fortunate to beat Detroit. Had the ref made the correct call, Detroit would be one and three right now instead of zero and four. Why does that always happen? I mean, come on. I don't know. I don't know. Something about Seattle. You got to be kidding me. You got to be kidding me. I mean, that was so obvious. That was so obvious. The ref was right there. He, He there was no way he missed it. He was right there. Was he, was he well, starstruck or something? He didn't miss That's it. crazy. He didn't miss it. He didn't miss it. He said, according to what Dean Blandino and the office said, he did not feel that it was a uh, blatant knockout. What? To me, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to me, and about ninety nine percent of the people watching that game, even Pete Carroll said he intentionally did it. During the, he pushed the, it out. The, it was obvious. Yeah. It wasn't conference. like he, and it wasn't like he was out of position. He was in perfect position. The camera angle showed him he was in perfect position. I, th- th- there is no explanation for that freaking call. And the fact is that if he wasn't sure about it, why not huddle up and, and get the call right? They did. You follow they me? did huddle up. They did huddle up. And apparently what he said was, and this is where the explanation came, that uh, he didn't feel that Bobby, I think it was Bobby, K.J. Wright, or was it Bobby Wagner? It was one of them. No, no, uh, no, it was K.J. Wright. K.J. Okay. Wright. He didn't feel that K.J. Wright intentionally batted the ball out. Ooh, now, God. yeah, I, I, <laughs> I don't know either. But what I can tell you <laughs> is that <laughs> It should be Detroit one and three, Seattle one and three. But one of the Seattle biggest upsets of the year. Yeah, Seattle goes to uh, Cincinnati, the red hot Cincinnati Bengals right now, who are four and zero. Uh, and listen, Tyler Eifert is you know coming into his own. He's probably going to be a mm-hmm. Player of the year at tight end. He's running like Rob Gronkowski. He has the arm brace like Rob Gronkowski. Let's see what happens. Because if if he becomes a week in week out viable option for Andy Dalton, AJ Green just went right back up there in the top five wide receivers because that'll leave him single coverage. Um, but we'll see what happens. Cincinnati can stop the run. Now, they have issues with backs like Giovanni Bernard, um, but Giovanni isn't the starter. He's about to take that starting job away. Yes, yes. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, You misspoke again. Seattle has a problem. Well, hey, as you said, it happens, especially to the great one. But, (laughs) I mean, yeah, think about it, though. Uh, It's 2.35 in the morning here. What's your Don't excuse? give me no excuses. What? Don't, 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 give me, don't give me any excuses. You're on the air. You got to be ready. Yes, yes, yes. You, I agree. Isn't that what you tell, I agree. Isn't that what you tell, you, tell your, uh, other, your other ones that you deal with? 
You only yes, have, you got to be ready. I I agree. That's why I'm not making any excuses. Yeah, but here's the by example. Here, here's here's the deal in this game here. Giovanni Bernard is not going to be the starting back. He might get a lot of snaps. Uh, Jeremy Hill, I don't know if they've relegated him to just goal line because he's a vulture. He he stole three touchdowns from Giovanni Bernard last week. Um, no, but, he didn't. Yes, he did. But no, he the didn't. thing is, yes, he did. He came well, who's, in who's, who's stat on is the one-yard. Whose stat does it go under? Can I finish? You, you, I mean, it goes to it goes to Jeremy. It goes to Jeremy. Okay. But thank you. The point is this: a lot of people, myself included, set Jeremy Hill, even though he was probably our number two, or maybe even Dumb. number one draft pick. I no, Dumb. not not when you have Devontae Freeman, who's red hot, and you have uh, AP playing. Oh, that was a good so, move, Vic. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Tell me. Anyway. Yeah, but let me ask you something. Did, did AP give you the, the amount, the same amount of fantasy points that Jer- uh, Jeremy Hill did? He was a safer bet to provide. Points. No, that that wasn't the question. I, that was I not the question. Listen, as I said, he was the safer play. I didn't say that he gave me the same amount of points. Oh, okay. my goodness. He didn't then, give then you the same amount of points. He, he however, didn't give you the same amount. So, so, however, you may have made a good move putting in Devontae Freeman, who did give you uh, some very good points. But yes. AP didn't give you the same amount of points as Jeremy Hill and may have been the safer, but not the smartest move. But that's okay. Whatever. Whatever. I'm you just, wouldn't I'm have played him. I know you are. (laughs) See, see. So anyway, moving on, Uh, because I want to talk about the trade I I just pulled off in this game, and it's part Mm -hmm. it's part of the reason why I'm going to pick Cincinnati to win this game. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, the thing is this: I thought it was a good trade when I first heard it, Max Unger for Jimmy Graham and a first round draft pick. I said, okay, hey, you know, both teams are going to come out pretty well. Um, it's going to be super great for uh, for Seattle because now Russell Wilson has a tight end that's going to, you know, act like a receiver. Well, if you noticed, I looked at the game. There was a lot of times that um, Jimmy was open. Russell just scrambled and didn't give him the ball. Now, Jimmy has gone on record as saying, you know, it's like backyard football, you know, so you never know where you're going to be. Doug Baldwin, uh, last week when he was interviewed by Jay Gruden or John Gruden, he said the same thing. It's very frustrating being a wide receiver in that uh, system because you never know when you're going to get the ball. You could be open on one side of the field, but the quarterback is scrambling on the other side. He's not you know, there. So for that reason, I I had to trade away Jimmy Graham. Week four, um and and on that team, this is this is the starting team I had in that league and I'm number one in that league. I have Carson Palmer, uh DeAndre Hopkins, AP, 
Shady, uh, Devontae Freeman, C.J. Spiller, uh, as I said, Jimmy Graham. Um, I forgot my other wide receivers, but uh, two or three other top. Oh, I have. Let me ask you something. Is this a six-team league? <laughs> no, it's not a six-team. It is a uh, – that one is a, uh, I believe, 14 – no, that's a 16-team league. So how the, how the heck did you get all those players? I, I, I don't understand. I'm a beast. Well, now, well, with that you, being said – Let me, let me, let me ask you another thing. Tell let, let me tell them the trade. That, let me, it, let me it, tell let me tell him the trade before you ask me the question. Okay. So I traded I traded Jimmy Graham for Leonard Hankerson, uh, DeMarco Murray, and Julius Thomas. Now That's I know crazy. Julius Thomas. I know Julius. Oh, I have Delaney Walker as my backup tight end, but now he's my starter. Uh, mm-hmm. But but uh, the 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 point is this. <laughs> yeah, I know. And I have Denver's defense and Berkowski as my Come kicker. Come on, man. Come on. So, so let me explain. So now, now I traded Jimmy. I, oh, I traded Jimmy for for those three players. I know that Julius Thomas is not coming back this week, but he might be back next week. Um, and he should be a bigger part of um, – the Jaguars offense because right now Mercedes Lewis isn't neither is the other tight end. And uh, mm-hmm. he could, he could be, um, see some one-on-ones with TJ Yeldon starting to get his stride at running back. So that wasn't a bad move. Now I, I'm number one. I traded with the number two guy. I traded with the number two guy. So I was, you know, I was a little, Hesitant to doing it because I'm like, well, what? Are you kidding will me? You listen, will you stop being so loud? Uh, you just blew my eardrums out. But <laughs> um, the thing is, I, hate stupidity, I didn't want to give him an. I, I didn't want to give him another stupidity. advantage. Well, I was trying Trade. to get all Sean Jeffries from him, and I was trying to get because um, he was about to give me all Sean Jeffries, but we were fighting back and forth for the past couple of days about all Sean Jeffries in the deal. Because everything was set up that way. I just, just want to Alshon Jeffries. But the point is, the point is that uh, I made the trade after talking to you, JT, because I was like, you know what? I just got better because Shady's going to be yeah. down for a week or two. He's going to yeah. be down for a week or two. I can pair DeMarco because they're going to have to start letting him go north and south. Because yes. Chip Kelly said he traded Shady because he goes east and west. Well, stop running DeMarco east and west and let him go north and south, and maybe he'll be yep. productive. Mm-hmm. So so here's my starting lineup in this league once uh, next week rolls around. Carson Palmer, uh, DeMarco Murray, Adrian Peterson, um, Delaney Walker, DeAndre Hopkins, uh, either – Either Pierre Garçon and or uh, D Jackson or uh, and I've got a mother. Uh, oh, Alan Hearns. Uh, Alan Hearns. Oh my from, God! Uh, from, really? Uh, Jacksonville. Really? Really? And, <laughs> well, really? Yeah. 
So Victor. No, Victor. Ro- Robinson. Who, who, not not Alan Hearns, who, Robinson. I have the other I, well, does, I actually have both make, I have both wide receivers. Uh, both it wide doesn't receivers make, it doesn't make a difference because both of them are, are, are good are good fantasy wide receivers. Um so really you can interchange both of them because both of them are um are equally not in fact Hearns is better because Hearns has been been performing better in Robinson. So um but I, I, I'm at a loss here because because the, the players that you tell me that you have on your roster, whether they're sitting on the bench or starters, who the heck is in your league? Sixth graders, guys that just started <laughs> fantasy. You got to be, and it's just no. a 16, 14 or sixteen team league. There's no way that you should have all those players on your team. There's no way unless somebody, in the, majority of the players, majority of the owners in your league don't know what the heck they're doing. That's crazy. Well, here's the deal. A lot of them, a lot of them projected players to do better than what they did or what they're doing. Um, what do you come out? Now, I, I'll look at it from this standpoint. You have, um, let me go to this one. It's called Kingdom of Kevin. I average, because the, the, the scores aren't that, you know, big or nothing like that. Um I averaged ninety seven point oh four points a week. The number two guy averages seventy point something points <laughs> per week. Yeah, well, sure, because you, you, you look like you got majority of good players on your team. I mean, what the heck? The other uh, other uh, owner sixteen team? It's a sixteen team league. You tell me, right? Yes, it is. Oh, I got Brandon Marshall. It's my receivers are uh, Brandon Marshall, Allen Rock. Right now, these are my receivers. Brandon Marshall, Allen Robinson, uh, Leonard Hankerson, uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Also have a quarterback, Carson Palmer, Eli Manning. Running backs, Devontae Freeman, DeMarco Murray, C.J. Spiller, LaShawn McCoy, Adrian Peterson. Tight ends, Delaney Walker, Julius Thomas. And as I said, I have uh, Gutskowski and Denver. So, that's my entire lineup in this league. Wow. Do you see the but, disparaging difference between uh, what you're scoring each week and what the second place team is? So, you know, uh, I don't know if you this was a live draft or this was online draft or what the heck is going on here. It was live online. But, it was online. It, oh, it was online. Okay, it's online draft. But, um, Wow. All I can say is the other 15 teams that are in your league should be ashamed of themselves, absolutely ashamed of themselves to to have you stack that that team up like that. Um, And then make that guy who's in second place um, to only pick up Jimmy Graham and give up those three players, he's he's, uh, destined to be second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, somewhere (laughs) down there. (laughs) Because he gave up way way too much, way too much. Well, we're the only two teams that have scored over 300 points so far. I'm at 388.15. He's at 326.20. But uh, yeah, you probably you you probably you probably drafted with with a bunch of fifth or sixth graders. No, I did not. This is my second time. And I'm not disparaging uh, fifth or sixth graders, but. Um, <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> because because uh, 
there's quite a few of them that are pretty uh, um, knowledgeable about fantasy um, football. But it sounded like you got whole uh, 14, 15 teams of rookies um, that just started out with uh, fantasy football and didn't know too much because that's that's ridiculous. Ridiculous. Listen, you remember Paul, right? A couple years ago, Paul came on the show, and uh, he's the one that made the bet with me about the Cowboys in Denver. Mm-hmm. He's very he's very knowledgeable. That's the one I made the, the trade with, as well as this is a league they've been running for like seven or ten years or whatever the case may be, and this is my second year in it. Last year, uh, I think I finished number eight or something like that, and uh, okay. and I I had to learn their settings and their strategy, you know, based upon how they the scoring goes. You know, this isn't a, a league where you're going to get top value for the running back. You'll get top value for the uh, quarterback and the production okay. you do. So with that knowledge, I decided, okay, well, you know what? Um, I think I came in in the middle of this draft because I ended up getting Eli. I didn't want Eli. Uh, mm-hmm. So, with, you know, I had a decent <laughs> set. Uh, nobody drafted Carson. So of course not. I went and I picked I, I, I them up off waivers. I, oh, really? Huh? Really? Yeah. Oh my God! How, you know that's you know I tell you people people don't listen people do not listen you got to be listening you got to be listening to these shows because I've been pumping up Carson Palmer forever going into the season forever into the, and and, well, and he hasn't disappointed me yet at all and along with no. Larry Fitzgerald I'm pumping up Fitz too. And they haven't disappointed me yet. Unbelievable. Well, with that being said, you know, as long as Carson is healthy, Fitzgerald is worth every, you know, thing you do with them. But soon yep. as or if Carson goes down, then Larry will disappear and you look at John Brown and Michael Floyd. But I don't know about let's that. Go, I don't know about that. Well, 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 let's go back to the games because I just wanted to bring up that trade. Yeah. And uh, I'm yeah. glad you gave yeah. me people your thoughts but Seattle uh-huh. going to Cincinnati the reason why I don't see them winning Cincinnati that is is because three things one um they have not looked that good even with Cam no, Chancellor back Cam mm-hmm. Chancellor came back and, and made that big play for Seattle against Megatron Matthew Stafford still threw a lot of passes that were completed on them uh, number two uh, Jimmy Graham needs to get involved in the passing game, not Good Luke luck. Wilson. Luke Wilson has been the one that's been getting all the, the receptions and stuff like that. So I don't know if there's an issue with finding Jimmy over Luke or, or if they're game planning for Wilson uh, as opposed to Jimmy. But that needs to change. And number three, Marshawn Lynch is not playing. Yep. Um, you know, and that means the young kid, Mr. Tom. It, I believe his last name is Thompson or Thomas. No, uh, Thomas Rawls. Thomas Rawls. Thomas Rawls. Okay, Tom, I knew Thomas was in there. Uh, uh-huh. Rawls. He gets another shot at starting. Um, I personally, I know Fred Jackson is older, but I personally would run with, with Fred because he's the seasoned guy um, yeah. and let Thomas come in as a change of pace back. And Fred's dealing with an ankle issue. Say again. Fred's, Fred's dealing, dealing with, with an ankle, ankle ankle issue. 
he uh, okay. got a severe ankle uh, twist uh, sprain last last game. Uh, that's why you you see uh, Thomas Rawls take the lead role in the running backs. Okay, I wasn't too sure, but thanks for that. Um, but I, I don't see them being the powerhouse that I thought they would be this year. Uh, it, it's very difficult for me to say that because Seattle has such a great team and a great team concept. Uh, but when you change that chemistry, it, it becomes a little different and a little difficult. Cincinnati is finding its stride right about now. Will they win the AFC North? I don't think so. Even with Michael Vick at quarterback for Pittsburgh, I still don't think Cincinnati is going to win the North. Um, but I think they're going to uh, win this game versus Seattle. Uh, right now, I'm, I'm you know picking all the home teams, but Seattle has a bunch of problems that are you know uh, player specific, specific, you know injuries not getting the ball to this, you know, the key players like Jimmy. Um, Cincinnati is doing the complete opposite. They're getting the ball to the right people at the right time, and they're making things happen in both the running and passing game. Um, and their defense is stepping up. So I hate to say it, but Seattle's going to go 2-3. and three. What you got, JT? Seattle is 31 against the run. Um, just, just so you know, Seattle's 31 against the run and, um, and the Redskins happen to be the best against the run. They are 20, uh, excuse me, 30th against the pass. So even though the, um, they, they have issues on the defensive side, uh, offensive side of the ball, the defense has been holding up. Uh, and I, if I'm not mistaken, I know time the out, stat. Time out, time out. Time out. Why are you talking about the Redskins? They're playing Cincinnati. I understand that. I'm saying the Redskins were uh, were the number number the, the top defense against the run. But I'm saying Seattle is 31st against the run. I mean, I should say uh, second against the run, not 31st. Second against the run. Okay. And and okay. and, and, and uh, fourth against the pass. I, I, I misspoke. It happens. I misspoke again. Um, uh, again. <laughs> And um, but the issues aren't on the defensive side of the ball, even though Seattle hasn't allowed since Cam Chancellor came back in three games, hasn't allowed a touchdown against the uh, defense of Seattle um, in three games. But the offensive line has huge issues. That's why you see Russell Wilson running run all over the place because. His offensive line is not the, the, the best, especially when Max Unger uh, uh, will trade it away to, um, which that's a big, big, makes a big difference. He went to New Orleans. Um, though Russell Wilson, for the most part, is running for his life and has to make them plays on the run. They're playing at home. Cincinnati is. Big difference between Seattle playing uh, in um, Seattle and playing on the road. Um, I absolutely love uh, Cincinnati in this game. Um, I don't know what the spread is, but I think they're going to beat that. So you like Seattle in this game? No, I, I said I like Cincinnati. I said I don't know what the spread is, but I know they're going to beat that. Oh, I you said uh, Seattle. Okay, my bad. No, I, Speaking of which, Cincinnati. 
speaking of which, make sure your your fees are taken care of in ESPN because well, I want my eight hundred dollars because I'm gonna win that league. Um, now mm-hmm. let's move on. You keep well, think, you keep thinking that you keep thinking that. I told you I gave you a three game lead, and when I close close the gap, you're gonna say, "What dude, the heck happened? How, how did he catch hey, me?" Trust I'm me, four it's coming. I'm four and zero, going on Trust five me, and zero. Trust me, it's coming. So, it's coming. Well, it's coming. I mean, we could talk about that it's league coming. too. How did y'all let me? Fourteen teams let me get a solid team like that. But let's move on. St. Louis it's at coming. Green Bay. Now, let me ask you a question here. With Green Bay being so banged up, you know, Devontae uh, uh, Adams not playing. I told you guys, Ty Montgomery, Ty Montgomery is going to step in, right? Well, I didn't count for James Jones not making it on the Giants squad. And, you know, he's coming. He came back to Green Bay. So that's pretty awesome for Aaron Rodgers. But Mm -hmm. with, with Green Bay so banged up, this. St. Louis stand a chance in this game. Um, and Todd Gurley, he he looked pretty good running that rock against a team that's pretty good against oh, the one. Let me put it this way. So, I gave I gave up Latavius Murray at one of my teams. I gave up Latavius Murray, like I said in the last trade, because I, I believe that much in, in Todd Gurley. Um, I gave him, and you know how high I was with Latavius Murray this year, so... Um, uh, 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 both teams are going to be able to run against each other um, in this game, and I, um, uh, I like Green Bay. I mean, it's Aaron Rodgers, forty-eight and zero, forty-eight and zero. He hasn't thrown a touchdown pass in Lambeau and in God knows in forty-eight games. What do you mean he hasn't thrown a touchdown pass in 40 games? I'm, excuse me. Don't you? He hasn't thrown an interception. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm about to say, guy. Again. <laughs> what is your excuse? Yes. It's 3 um, o'clock in the morning here. What are you I'm drinking? 61 years old, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, age ain't nothing but a number. Age You're ain't right. nothing You're right. but a number. Right. You keep on using it's 3 o'clock in the morning on me, so I'm, I'm, hey. I'm using something else on you. Whatever. Anyway, anyway, I like Green Bay in this game, and it comes down to Aaron Rodgers. Plain and simple, Aaron Rodgers. Okay. Um, I think you're you're right. Although a guy that broke out this year, which I thought he was going to break out last year, Tavon Austin is now getting the ball now that uh, Nick Foles yep. is the quarterback. And I'm on Tavon, board now. Oh, now you are, but I yes, saw, I saw it a couple of years ago. I saw it a little too early. But Nick Foles is getting – he's spreading the ball around. Kenny Britt gets a touch here or two. Uh, Brian Quick gets a touch, you know, here and there. But Tavon Austin is the one that's killing them in the special teams as well as, as wide receiver. The young man has talent. Uh, you, you throw in the fact that uh, Todd Gurley looks like he can really run the rock in the NFL um, and put him in Green Bay, where right now – um, they're down to uh, Ogie Bagudi with James Jones. Uh, Randall Cobb's a little nicked up, but he's still going to play. Um, mm-hmm. Eddie Lacy is a bowling ball of butcher knives. Um, and you can sub in Starks at, at you know any given time. Yes, Rodgers is the man, and Rodgers can do this. Um, 
Now, I'm going to put you on upset alert. This is my second upset alert. Yes, this is my second upset alert. The reason why I'm going to do it is because I really think that Todd Gurley and Nick Foles are going to be that much of an improvement for St. Louis in the in the fact that um, you have a player in Gurley who can help you control the clock, right? You only one defense. game, but it, okay. I, I got you, but you got a defense that's pretty good versus the pass. They're not spectacular, but they're pretty good versus the pass, and that front four, they can give – Mr. Rogers, some headaches. Um, but I'm putting you on upset alert. I didn't say they're going to win, but I think St. Louis might shock a lot of people and uh, go in a Lambo and win the game. I really think so. But with that being said, um, I'm going to pick Green Bay. Let's move on to a game that I'm like. They gotta play it because it's on schedule, and right now it's gonna be a fire a fire sale. Talking okay. about Chicago, Kansas City. Um, now Jay Cutler came back last week, looked pretty decent. Uh, long as he's in the lineup, Mercedes Lewis will be worth something. Um, now, with that being said, uh, Stevie Johnson, you know. Isn't I think that's what a Nokia phone or Nokia beep I don't know, but uh, Stevie Johnson looks like he's going to have a pretty good game because he's going to have a lot of targets. Well, this mm-hmm. this will be a battle of two of the best running backs in the NFL, in my opinion, with Matt Forte and Jamal Charles. Uh, the problem here is that I see Forte getting too much attention because Jay Cutler. Does not have Alshon Jeffries. He may or may not play. We don't know yet. Martellus Bennett, you know, the kid has talent, but can Jay get on the ball versus that pass rush? Um, on the flip side, Travis Kalise is going to do pretty daggone well versus that terrible, and I mean terrible, Chicago secondary and linebacking core. Uh, Kelsey, Travis whatever Kelsey. his name is. Yeah, I'll listen to that. Travis Kelsey should do absolute big numbers versus Chicago's defense. Um, Also, I honestly think Jeremy Macklin gets his second receiving touchdown of the year um, as long as Alex Smith can get him the ball. Uh, Jamal Charles should have a good game. All people not having a good game, Chicago's defense. And maybe, uh, you know, Matt Forte. I like Matt Forte. I really do. But it's going to be tough with without Alshon Jeffries in the line and a uh, defense built to stop the run or the pass. John Fox is going to build that team up. They're probably going to draft nothing but defense next year because uh, White, Kevin White, he's out for the season. But next year, it'll be him, Alshon, what well, maybe Alshon, and maybe Matt Forte, because you you just don't know. Um, they're trying to trade people left and right. But I've got Kansas City holding a court at home and just obliterating Chicago, JT. Well, Kansas, Kansas City's rated one of the worst teams in fantasy 
but look who who they the Kansas City has played. Besides playing the uh, Texans in the first game, they played the Broncos, the Packers, and we already talked about them, the Bengals. One of the all four teams are four and zero. Now they're going up against a team that is uh, mediocre at best, um, who is in um, disarray and their defense is horrible. And they're playing in Kansas City. I got to think that uh, um, Chicago Bears don't have enough weapons, whether it's running the football or using Jay Cutler, who's a turnover machine. I think he's going to turn it over a couple times, um, whether it's through the pass or just giving it up on a fumble. For the Kansas City Chiefs not to win this game would be a miracle, in my opinion, and I'm picking them big time. All right. Quick question for you. I got a yeah. dilemma, and this is off the topic. Mm-hmm. This one league I'm in, listen mm-hmm. to my starting lineup, and listen to what I have on the bench. Alex Smith, Al- Alan Hearns, Roddy White, Cole Beasley, Latavius Murray, Devontae Freeman, Rob Gronkowski, Joseph Randall. Now, on my bench, the only players that can play, because Deshaun Jackson's hurt and he's out, uh, Eric Decker has a bye week, and Romo's on injury reserve, Um I have Tyrod Taylor, Charles Clay, Jeremy Hill, and Rashad Jennings. Would you stick any of those guys in there? I'm thinking. Um, who? You, you have Joseph Randall in your starting lineup? Yes. And um, who else is in your starting lineup? Latavius Murray? Latavius Murray and Devontae Freeman. Who else? Oh, who, running back. Jeremy. Who's your, who, who your running back over, in your lineup? I just told you. It's Joseph Randall, Latavius Murray, and Devontae Freeman are my starting three running backs. I have on the bench Jeremy Hill and Rashad Jennings. Uh, so. Ooh. No, you probably you probably straight. Seattle, Seattle's like I said, is, is number two against the run, just behind your yeah. Redskins. Um, so I don't think Jeremy Hill. Um, it, I, I don't think he's going to have a uh, uh, um, a good day. Now, if it was a, a quicker back, uh, I would say that there's a possibility because Seattle has problems with quick backs. But um, I think what you have in there. And along with the wide receivers, is, is probably your best lineup. Yeah, I thought so. Just wanted to get your thoughts. But mm-hmm. let's move on. Let's move okay. on. New Orleans mm-hmm. goes to Philadelphia. Now, here's the deal. Um, my boy, DeMarco, who I just traded for, and who is your number one rated running back, good mm-hmm. luck with that one. Um, yeah, I know. Has said. It's still that, time. Yeah, there is. He has said that they need to reevaluate this offense. He likes the offense, but they need to reevaluate it. And I agree with him. No one so comes Kelly, in town. Chip Kelly says he's got to do a better job. So, Chip Kelly, yeah, okay. Um, but here we go. Drew Brees comes in there. As you said, mm-hmm. Mr. Sneed is what? What's his name again so people can look for him? Willie Sneed. Will, Willie, Willie Sneed. Willie. Okay. Willie. W-I-L-I-E. Willie. 
Willie yes, Steed he, looks like yes. he looks like he's the number one receiver in New yep. Orleans. And um you know it's it's looking a little bleak for New Orleans a little bit. But CJ Spiller along with Mark Ingram, along with Drew Brees, seem like they've got it together. Philly, on the other hand, not so much so. Not so fast, young man. You know, I, as as they would say, Lee Corso would say. Um, tell me, Jerry, what do you think is going to happen in this game? Because I, I think Philly actually pulls it out because they can't lose again at home unless the fans are going to walk out and start throwing stuff at Chip Kelly and bombing his house. It's desperation time. It was desperation last week. It's desperation time, man. Um, it, it absolutely, you got to put up or shut up, Chip. You got to, you got, if, if, if you're saying that I got to call better or I got to uh, um, do things better, well, you better do them in a hurry. Otherwise you're going to lose this team and lose the fans. So I'm thinking desperation mode. Uh, they're playing at home with a team that is lights out for the most part at home, but the exact opposite on the road, ideal conditions for the Eagles to get a win. And that's where I'm going, the Eagles. Okay. Um, well, um, let's see if it happens, quite honestly. I don't know if it's going to happen, but we'll see. Now, another interesting game, but I don't think it's going to be the game. It's just going to be interesting in the fact that uh, I see two young future stars. One is going to be um, making his his uh, his light shine next year, I think. Um, the other is going to have to learn how to not throw interceptions. I'm talking about Jacksonville at Tampa Bay. I believe Blake Broyles. <laughs> I, I believe Blake, Blake Broyles next year will be one of those receiver, I mean, one of those quarterbacks that takes the next step and becomes uh, one of those guys you got to have in fantasy. Um, they've, they've given him back in TJ Yeldon, who is learning the NFL game, and he's starting to pick up on it. And when you do that, you give a young, strong-arm quarterback, big, strong-arm quarterback, a good running attack, with a decent set of tight ends and a young core receivers and a ready-made defense, Jacksonville can then start to turn the tide. I honestly believe, because I do not believe in Jameis Winston, not now, not until he can learn not to just throw the ball up. Um, I believe Jacksonville goes to Tampa Bay and wins the game. Um, Now, with that being said, they finally decided to run the ball in Tampa Bay. Uh, but the thing is, they still ran it with two people, Chris Sims and and uh, Doug Martin. Still split carries, but Doug Martin ran the rock. Chris Sims caught the rock. I believe Chris Sims caught like eight passes or whatever last week, and Doug Martin ran the rock uh, for a hundred and ten, hundred thirteen yards, something like that. That can happen again in this game. But that also means that Vincent Jackson and, you know, Mike Evans are going to suffer because they're not going to get the ball to them uh, because Jameis Winston just can't make the right read. Um, 
But I think Jacksonville wins this game. Talk to me, JT. Well, Gerald McCoy from Tampa Bay says that uh, he thinks that T.J. Yeldon is the uh, baby Le'Veon Bell. And uh, I, I'm almost close to, to believing it. Uh, I've seen T.J. Yeldon play in the last few games, and uh, I think he's a star on the rise. Uh, the rookie from Alabama is uh, playing well. And uh, um, as, as they grow, talking about Blake Bortles, T.J. Yeldon, and a receiving core that they have, along with the, the veteran in uh, Julius Thomas, um, they're they're growing a a monster, I should say. And I'll say it like that uh, in Jacksonville. Um, uh, they got a Gus Bradley, the defensive minded coach, but he's all putting all, an awfully good um, product on the uh, offensive side of the ball. Young, inexperienced, but they're growing together, and that's the key. I like uh, Jacksonville to go into Tampa, excuse me, and beat Tampa Bay. Okay. Next game on the docket, Buffalo at Tennessee. Now, Rex Ryan has said he needs to find some fighters in his locker room. And surprisingly, Buffalo's secondary has been very bad. Um, yes, it has. And Marcus Mariota is looking like he should have been number one overall on a worse team, no less. Um but Tennessee has a very fast uh, defense. And without Shady in there, they're going to booby, not Bobby, booby. <laughs> booby, I man. don't know why. I don't, I don't know why he wants to be called booby. Maybe know, he's man. expressing his... his Stop. His, uh, Stop. Don't go there. Don't go there. All I, I didn't say anything. All you I said about was to maybe... Don't go there. What? Don't go there. Don't go there. Just keep Michael it moving. Sam? What? Don't Michael go there. Sam? I didn't. Yeah, okay. you were about to. So, maybe. But Booby Dixon uh, <laughs> is going to be the star <laughs> running back in this game. Um, <laughs> this does not help. Say Why again, are you man. laughing? Say that no, again. I'm not gonna, you told me to not go there, but yet you want me I'm to keep saying it. <laughs> No, you say it because I, the way you say it, it's funny as hell. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, that's the booby. way he says it. Booby. <laughs> he wants to be a booby. Nothing I can do about that. <laughs> Are you okay? Are you oh, man. That's, that's so... <laughs> okay. Go ahead, man. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> so, um, Booby Dixon and mm-hmm. Tyrod Taylor. I don't I do not like that mix. I don't think Dixon is going to be that type of guy you can do the read option with and help Tyrod. Now at the same time, um I think Charles Clay will have a very good game because Tennessee is Brian Arakpo and a couple of these other linebackers for for Tennessee have a hard time covering tight ends. So I think that uh, even though it's at Tennessee, somehow, some way, Rex Ryan finds a way to get this team to win. Mariota is excellent at it. I know he is, but I don't think that uh, Tennessee is going to win this game. I think Tennessee 
takes the L. Go ahead, Jerry. Uh, uh, it's played in Tennessee. Am I right about that? You are right. Yeah, right about that. Well, the cheat of uh, the Chiefs, the uh, uh, Bills are against the pass. 30th against the pass. Seventh against the seventh against the run. So they can stop the run. It's just like you said, they're horrible against the pass. Marcus Mariota is uh is a quarterback that protects the football. Did it when he was Unlike in college? James. Yes, he did it when he was in college and he and he's uh transitioned it over into the pro game. It's played at home. Titans coming off a bye. Rex Ryan wants his defense to be pissed off. They should be. But the Tennessee Titans in this game. I know the Tyrod Taylor uh, talk, and I know the defense of <clears throat> Buffalo. But I got to go with what Ken Wisenhunt is trying to build in Tennessee. Young team with a very young quarterback. Um, and like you said, that defense is pretty quick. Um, and, uh, I think Tyrod Taylor and company, even though I have him as my starting quarterback in one of my leagues, um, may have some issues to deal with in, um, Tennessee. And they may leave there, in my opinion, with an L. I like Tennessee. Quick question for you. And mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you it's a 12-person league. Okay. And I want you to give me. I want you to tell me what my record should be. Mm-hmm. All right. Here's my team: Matt Ryan, T.Y. Hilton, Pierre Garcon, Matt Forte, Le'Veon Bell, Jimmy Graham, Charles Clay, Deshaun Jackson, Michael Floyd, Dwayne Allen, Alex Smith, James Starks, Alan Hearns. Justin Tucker and Arizona. What, what what would you think a team like that's record would be based upon uh, this year? Um, you're weak in wide receiver. You're all right in, in running back and in, in quarterback and um, uh, tight end. You, you're very weak in wide receiver. I would say, and that's probably been your weakness, uh, I would say you're probably ooh, maybe – Maybe at best two and two, probably one and three. One and three, exactly. Mm-hmm. Sucks. It really sucks. Mm-hmm. So anyway, with you, that you, your being wide receivers, said, your, your wide receivers are killing you. I, I, am I right about that? Your wide receivers got have to be killing you. Not really. Running backs, not, your, your it, quarterback it was, can't be can't be killing you. Your 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 running backs can't be, really be killing you. Your wide receivers are probably inconsistent. That's what's killing you. Well, the thing is, I've played, except for one week, the week I won, the top scoring teams those weeks. Well, that that, that happens. Um, I, I have a league that I run, my my family league, that my um, my my I got two brothers. Uh, one's one one. Um, and I thought they had real good drafts. And, and I looked at the teams and I'm saying, how the heck? Uh, one of them is 0-4 and, and the other one's 1-3. One well, the reason why the one is 0-4 is because every team that he's come up against, 
have, 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 have had, hit their week high. I shouldn't say week high, their season high. So he's he, he got the worst uh, against points against in the whole league. And he doesn't have a bad squad, but he's getting, always getting outpointed because uh, he's getting that up until this point, that the opposition's best shot, best points. So it happens. I mean, it, it, you know, it's, it's a marathon. If you can withstand what happens in the early part of the season, you got a shot to uh, be there at the end. Um, uh, as long as none of your players that you have uh, give you bad weeks and uh, they're consistent and don't get hurt, It'll come around. You hope it comes around. I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, we got about 10 minutes left of live there and about five, mm-hmm. five games, so let's get to it. Uh, Arizona goes to Detroit. Um, I think Arizona is going to be in for another dogfight. Last week they won a dogfight. Detroit's kind of pissed off because they should have had a win last week. Um, yep. And they're at home. I think they're going to pull out all the stops. Joe Lombardi, I think he's on the hot seat. Got to uh, be. The offensive coordinator. You know, Got to be. People are saying they, they know the plays. Too uh, predictable. You know, yeah, too predictable. They've mm-hmm. thrown the ball way more than they've ran it. I put that on the fact that Abdullah is not that that runner, whereas Joyke Bell sure would be is. the better runner. But, yeah. you know, Joyke Bell is hurt. And Abdullah has fumble problems. So security, ball security problems. So, you know, um, I think that's part of the issue. With that being said, Calvin Johnson should be dominating in most of these games. Golden Tate should be dominating in a lot of these games, and they're not. Um, I like Arizona, but Arizona lost to St. Louis on a shocker last week. Um, So I'm going to Give it to Detroit. I'm giving it to Detroit. They're at home. Arizona's got to be pissed off, too. They lost the game they should have won at home against St. Louis. I got to believe. You know, this is the dilemma I have in this game. Detroit at home playing on a turf. Arizona plays uh, on, on a fast fast track uh, at home. Um, and now pretty much this is a home game, even though it's on, on the road. So um, I'm going to give this to Arizona. I think the two quarterbacks are in, pointing in two different directions, and I like Carson Palmer over the uh, over Matt Stafford, who's been regressing for the last couple of years. I'm very surprised about that. So I like Arizona in this game. All right, let's move on to a game that Greg Hardy, he needs to shut his mouth. You don't oh, talk man. about Michelle Bunchen. And don't dumb. expect Tom Brady to throw all over your team. Very good. Uh, yes. Greg Hardy makes his return as uh, Gregory, Randy Gregory, goes to IR. Or he's out, oh, really? I believe. Really? Yes, he's out. He's not playing. Um, I know he's out. I'm not sure if he's on IR or if he's just sitting out this game. But he's out. Um, Brady and the Brady Bunch comes off of a bye week, um, and that spells trouble for a, a Dallas team yep. that is yep. totally banged up. Um, yep. Brandon Whedon is the quarterback. There's no way Dallas wins this game. If Dallas wins this game, they'll get so much respect from me, I'll have to puke on myself. Uh, <laughs> but, Can I hold you to that? Yes, yes, if Dallas finds a way to win this game. 
Um, so with that being said, New England, and I don't even like New England. I'm starting to hate New England just as much as I hate the Cowboys, but I got to pick <laughs> New England in this game. Yeah, well, Randy Gregory dealing with an ankle issue, probably a four week, four to six week timetable if it was what I'm reading here. Uh, week seven is a more likely return date for Gregory, which is a couple, three weeks, including this week from now. Um, you, you're right, man. New England coming off a bye. I don't care if it's in Dallas or not. Um, uh, they're playing on the fast track, and Tom Brady is going to be a little pissed off at Greg Hardy and, and, and the whole NFL now. Uh, well, Burger. Greg Hardy in particular, uh, yeah, Forty yeah. Burger, I can see that. But Greg Hardy in particular for, for mentioning his wife. You don't let you don't mention another man's wife. Yeah, and, that's crazy. I don't man. care if they if they ask the question. You don't do that, dude. It's obvious. He, it's obvious. This guy is not a good guy. It's obvious. I mean, I I, I saw that interview on on TV, and I'm, just the body language and how this guy talks. He is strictly a football player and should not be in front of cameras with a microphone in front of him. Should not be. He shouldn't be in the NFL, but he's a great talent. He yeah. can yeah. sack the quarterback. Yeah. Let's move yeah. on. Denver goes mm-hmm. to Oakland, and surprisingly, Denver is not a huge favorite in this game. For whatever no, reason. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. Well, for whatever reason, they can't seem to run the rock this year. Um, Hillman is doing better than C.J. Anderson, and that's prompted Gary Kubiak to say that Hillman's going to get more touches, uh, which does not bode well for people that drafted Anderson with their first overall pick or kept him as a keeper. With that being said, I don't think Hillman can get the job done either um, because they need to actually throw the ball and let Peyton Manning be a threat in the passing game in order to open up running lanes for uh, any running back. That's the problem. People know that Gary Kubiak likes to run, and they also know that the offensive line is not built to run the rock. So, with that being said, Oakland has a good shot at, you know, defeating Denver at home. Now, I'm going to say this um, because I think Peyton is about to find some love between him and his receivers. Um, Denver's going to win this game, and I think some of that game plan that Kubiak is going to want to call, Peyton's going to change some of the plays to passes. I really think he will. Um, so with that being said, I've got Denver winning this game. Well, I'm looking at the, the, uh, the stats here. Um, and believe it or not, the Broncos and, and the Raiders are not that far apart from each other in allow, against the run. The Raiders, I know. Uh, the Raiders, um, give up about six, a little more than 16 points uh, a game against the run. And the, uh, Broncos give up, uh, the same thing. In fact, they're, they're, they're dead even almost. They're dead even. A little over 16 points a game. Both these teams give up. Uh, where, where it is different, it, it's against the, uh, in the, in the passing game, where the uh, uh, Broncos are number two against the pass, and the Raiders are approximately 11th against the pass. So I can understand why um, this is not a 
big point spread. Raiders are playing at home, inspired football, arch rival, and, 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 and arch division rival. And uh, um, I told you about these Raiders. They don't back down, different attitude. Jack Del Rio got these guys working, especially the defense and definitely the offense with those guys, the trio, Latavius Murray, um, uh, Derek Carr, and Amari Cooper. And then you add the uh, 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 the fourth uh, part of that, which is Michael Crabtree. You got a good team on the rise. Um, but you know what? I'm calling for an upset. I, I call for an upset here. I like Denver. I like Denver to lose this game going into Oakland. It's quite. It's a possibility. We got a, a minute left of live there, so we're going to finish okay. these last two games uh, okay. in overtime. But okay. I mean, it's quite possible. It's very quite possible that Oakland right. uh, wins this game. I mean, I would not I be like surprised it. if they do. Um, I don't either. Oakland is is a team. Jack, Del, I'm not going to put it on Jack Del Rio because Jack Del Rio is is a very good coach. But I think Reggie McKenzie, he's finding out that you know if if the owner listens to him and lets him build the team just like uh, Green Bay builds their team, they can put together a solid roster. Yeah, they went out and got a few free agents, but for the most part. These are their draft picks that they're using to uh, mm-hmm. turn things around. Drafting well. Yeah, they drafted well. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Oakland's getting excited, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, I want to thank everybody for listening to us live. We're going to go to overtime and catch in the archives or to go to Spot On Radios, spotonradios.com uh, for all the latest and greatest uh, shows that we have. I'm going to Update it uh, later today with the past couple weeks' worth of information, and we should have a a great turnout for that website, okay? Thanks, FanDuel. Thanks, DraftKings, for sponsoring these shows. Hopefully, we can get um, paid soon enough. I don't know. We'll see. Um, Real briefly, Jerry, how did the the thing with uh, uh, Mr. Goodman go? I did not haven't called him yet. I'm, I'm planning to call him today. Um, I haven't been on his show because I've been I've been extremely busy. And to tell you the truth, I forgot about it. Um, but he had he had called me, um, and um, he left a message on his voicemail, and I haven't gotten back to him. That was about eh, about a week ago, I guess. So I've been extremely busy, man. So and I, when I come home, I don't want to be bothered doing nothing. So I feel you. Hey, I'm not blaming you. I kind of mm-hmm. applaud you. But, hey, <laughs> let's keep it moving. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, you're a wealth of knowledge, and uh, the more people know about you and us, the the better mm-hmm. it is. So, yeah, you know, I understand. business is business. I understand. Yep. Business is yep. business. It's kind of Same tough, though, man. I, you, trust me, it's kind of tough, man. I, 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 I am a pretty loyal guy, and it's kind of tough. Very trust loyal. Me. Not not pretty loyal. You're very loyal. You know, it's you, Jeff, and uh, Black, y'all are my loyal guys, and yeah. you know, uh, you're there for me all the time. So, anyway, moving on. Last mm-hmm. two games of, of the uh, weekend. Okay. San Fran goes to New York. That's a, a Sunday night game. Now, right. Colin Cabinet looks like hot garbage. Just Ooh. hot, hot garbage. Um, Terrible. But. Fantasy wise, fantasy wise, he's being forced uh, 
to throw the ball a lot. And uh, he's getting um, points, which is okay. But at the same time, they're not going to, like, uh, Smith or Bolden. I don't know who he's throwing the ball to because Vernon <laughs> Davis isn't getting it either. So yeah, I'm that's like, crazy. Yeah, yeah, what's going on? Where's yeah. the ball? Carlos Hyde's not getting the ball because they're not running them. Um, I, I have no idea what's going on with San Francisco. I do know Our the garbage. Giants. Yes, they are. I do know the Giants are finding their way um, even without a, a solid running game because Shane Vereen, uh, Jennings, as well as, as Williams, that's a three-headed monster that has not found any way to work so far. But uh, I think the Giants are, are finding ways to win, and they will win. They, I think they won their last two games after beating the Redskins. They won last week. Um, so we'll see what ODB can do along with, uh, you know, Eli. I, I have the Giants winning this game. What do you got, JT? Giants are fifth against the run and um, probably the bottom quarter of a uh, bottom quarter, give or take against the pass, um, which is a, uh, I should, excuse me. They're fifth against the path and uh, bottom quarter against the run. So uh, if the, if the uh, San Francisco 49ers weren't going to do anything, they're going to do it on the ground. Uh, not with Colin Kaepernick quite naturally because he likes thrown to the, uh, opposite colors, not the same colors as the 49ers. Um, <laughs> hot garbage. I think he's completely lost. Um, his confidence has got to be shaken up. And, and I think that team is in disarray. Don't know really what, what to do or what, where to turn to. And I see the Giants winning this pretty easily. Okay. Now, Pittsburgh at San Diego. This is the game that I think a lot of fantasy people need to pay attention to, especially if you're doing FanDuel or DraftKings. Um, Pittsburgh secondary is very poor. Uh, San Diego allowed uh, allowed the Rams to throw all over them. So this could be a, a passing game if Michael Vick can find a way to connect with the weapons of uh of um Pittsburgh and Le'Veon Bell should have running lanes. They should have buku fantasy points in this game. Um now the problem is for Phillip Rivers, he leads the NFL with passing yards. But he only has one healthy receiver. But he also gets the old one, Antonio Gates back this week. Oh, reliable. Yeah, oh, reliable. But um, he's down to just uh, Eddie Royal, I believe. It's either Eddie Royal or Stevie Johnson. One of them is is there. But he's Eddie Royal's not there, and Stevie Johnson's hurt. Okay. But he's the only thing that's really there because. Keenan Allen. Oh, Keenan Allen, but I thought he was suffering from. Some type of element as well. Um, no, oh, you're it, right. You're it, right. You're right. Yep. Thank you. You're right. You're right. Mm-hmm. Um, Keenan Allen is the only healthy receiver he has. Ladarius Green and Antonio Gates might be looking at a big, big workload. Um, I Melvin Gordon, I don't know 
what's going on with Melvin, but uh, Wisconsin back, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's the case because mm-hmm. it's nothing going on back there. But with that being said, um, I think Pittsburgh goes to San Diego and wins this game. Um, but I also believe that Phillip Rivers is going to throw all over that secondary. But uh, we'll see what happens. Pittsburgh wins this game. Fantasy value is is immense from kickers to def- – well, not defenses, but kickers to all of your offensive skill positions. I really think so. JT. Fantasy-wise, Steelers are number three against the run. The Chargers are 31 against the run. Uh, in, in, in receiving, the um, the Chargers, believe it or not, are number one against the uh, wide receivers in, in, in allowing fantasy points, uh, while the Steelers are in the middle of the pack. Um, tough game. Uh, you got the backup quarterback in Michael Vick. You don't know with another week uh, to get into practice and meld with the uh, receiving core and, and with the running back if it's going to be that much better. Um, people were anticipating Martavius Bryant coming back. Uh, they're going to have to wait because um, he seemed like he tweaked his knee and it's not known how long of a time he'll be uh, uh, before he comes back. So besides the four-game suspension, now it's going to be a multi-week uh, delay until, he, I guess, his knee gets right. Um, I have to think that uh, with the firepower the the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers have, I, I, I go with the Steelers versus the uh, um, the uh, San Diego Chargers. So I, I go with the Steelers, Steel Curtain. Okay, we disagree. Not a problem. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, tomorrow, 10 a.m., the master plan will be showcasing what? I go down each and every game. It's an hour and a half show starting at 10 a.m. Each and every game and the fantasy relevance in each and every game. Plus, I give you some um, sleepers that I think are going to be uh, not on some people's radars, including uh, one or two maybe in this game that you can uh, plug into your lineup because there's bye weeks out there and, and name players are down and you may, you may need some fill-ins that give you some decent fantasy point, points. So that's 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. My name is JT, a.k.a. The Master, and that's going to be The Master Plan. That's my man, JT, a.k.a. Show Me The Money, Taylor. All right. With that being said, it's time for us to get out of here. Um, I want to thank you guys for listening to us. Um, yes, sir. As usual, we try to have a little fun, and we, uh, you know, ra- yeah, razz each other and all that other good stuff. I'm going to let you guys know next week there's a new opening for this show. Yes, yes, there's a new opening for this show. I yeah. shall debut it next week. Okay. Hopefully, I can get it done. If I can get it done, it, it'll be ready to rock and roll. So we'll see. Okay. We'll see. All right. Also, I want to prep you guys in a couple weeks. He's yep. back. The most He's controversial back. man. <laughs> the most controversial <laughs> man on our network. Mac Williams. Ooh. He is our Ben Carson. Yes, Ooh. yes. Ooh. <laughs> but but maybe worse. We'll see. 
<laughs> but he he comes back live and in living color. Um, Mac the Mac attack is is something special. Seriously, um, the the thoughts or the comments are of his mind and how he wants to live life and stuff like that. So I can't knock him. Can't knock him. But uh, I'm, I'm sure I'm going to enjoy listening. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully Jerry doesn't lose his mind, but we shall see. We shall see. All right. With All that right. being said, it's, it's time to get out of here. We're out. Fantasy, sports, and politics. You want to talk back? You in the right place. So take a step back before I get all up in your face. I know you got to live, you know I got mine. But there's like 50 other dudes holding on the phone line. Your voice will be heard, sir. Next caller, please. And if I don't concur, we can agree to disagree. We're talking fantasy, sports, and politics.